Hi, I'm Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 77 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show where I discuss all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share a Christmas special, and the music you're listening to right now actually in the background was submitted by Clarinet listener Steve Reisteter, and he's actually playing all these different instruments, believe it or not. So thanks so much for sending that in, Steve, and uh, really interesting, amazing work. I'm super impressed by this. So to start off today's episode, I'm going to be discussing some of the items I featured on my list of 20 gift ideas for clarinet players. Um, I'm not going to go through all 20. If you want to do that, I invite you to check out the blog post at clarinet.com. Also, so I'm going to be sharing what my favorite clarinet Christmas memory is, and uh, nine listeners actually also sent in their favorite Christmas memory. I was actually really impressed by the stories that I received for this, and I want to thank everyone for taking the time to do that. Be sure to stick around all the way to the end of the episode today because I'm going to be announcing which of the nine Clarinet listeners who sent in their thoughts on Christmas here will be winning a Clarinet t-shirt in the color and style of their choice. Of course, I'd like to thank all those who support the podcast through Patreon. It's the best Christmas gift ever being able to produce this podcast for the worldwide Clarinet audience. I appreciate it every week and it's made possible by your direct support of the show. Of course, the show is also made possible by our sponsors and we'll get to today's episode right after this. The Clarinet Podcast is hosted by Mo Bleichner Music Distribution. You can check out their newest product, the $49 Match Pitch Barrel, at the Clarinet.com online store. Head to Clarinet.com slash store. Of course, today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. And I bring you today's guest after this short message. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit D'Addario.com woodwinds. So here we are. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm recording this podcast on a very, very cold Canadian night. It's minus 27 degrees Celsius, and we're having a snowstorm. So uh, very, very Canadian Christmassy. For those of you in Florida, I'm extremely jealous right now. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, some of the items, some of my favorite items that I put on my list of 20 neat gift ideas for clarinetists under $100. Now, I have to say that this post surprised me because I put it together... Because a lot of times I go to clinics at schools or my students ask me or the parents of students ask me, what should they get for Christmas that's clarinet related or what should they ask for? What should they ask their parents for, etc. And I always say things, but I feel like a lot of times it just gets forgotten or not really properly relayed. And I think that's too bad because Christmas is a great time to, to sort of, I don't know, allow someone, a student especially, to upgrade what they have and and try and start the new year off with a little bit better equipment or a little bit different perspective on the music that they're playing. I remember when I was younger, uh, a couple clarinet items under the tree, I was extremely excited about. It was back in about, oh God, 1999. And my wish for Christmas was actually to receive my first quality mouthpiece to go with my, at the time, student clarinet. Um, like everybody else, I it was suggested to me that I purchased a Van Doren B45 mouthpiece, and this is what I had asked for. 
And I remember opening my stocking and there it was in there. I was so excited that I actually put down my stocking, went upstairs and practiced for a while um, before coming back down and, and finishing Christmas morning. So it was an awesome gift. I have to say, though, I remember that day specifically because I opened this box and, and inside of it was actually a two-tone Van Doren mouthpiece, which was kind of a reddish color with black. At first, I, although I really liked the mouthpiece, I wasn't too fond of it, uh, to be honest. Sorry if you're listening, Mom. <laughs> I look back and I, I look at it and kind of, it was kind of a weird looking mouthpiece. I was worried that it would just look odd at school and, and things like that. But you know what? I, I really liked it. And it's one of my biggest regrets was getting rid of that. It, it had such a unique, interesting look. And uh, now I have a Phobes mouthpiece, which is a blue sort of swirl that looks kind of like that. And uh, I don't know, whenever I play that one, it makes me very nostalgic for this, this original two-tone mouthpiece by Van Doren that I, I had back then. You know what? They don't make them anymore. And they're actually really, really hard to find. So if you have one of those and you held on to it, hang on to it because they, they're hard to find these days. <laughs> So in no particular order, here's five items I kind of wanted to expand upon from my list of suggestions there. The first one is the K&M clarinet stand. This can be had for only $16 on Amazon. And whether you have a clarinet that's worth $600 or honestly $65 or $6,000, this is just an absolute no-brainer must-have item for every single clarinetist. Um, of course, you don't have to use exactly this brand, but it's hard to go wrong at this price. It fits inside any clarinet bell and uh, has five sort of prongs that come out and keep the clarinet nice and steady. This clarinet stand is lightweight, it's affordable, it lasts forever. I mean, the one I've had, I think I've had for well over 10 years, maybe 15. And uh, it's just something I think every single person needs to have in their bag, especially students. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've seen students' clarinets fall over, and I've actually seen them break right in front of me. And uh, definitely not a happy day for the student. And if I was a band teacher, actually, I would buy one of these stands for every single clarinet case and just leave it in there every year. 16 bucks, I can't imagine the hundreds and if not thousands of dollars of repairs that they would save. So the second item I'd like to talk about on this list is called the Rejuvenate System. And you know what? This is actually a really kind of funny story behind this because I had these students and they told me one day, oh, you have a clarinet podcast. You should talk to our, I believe it's their uncle. And I said, oh, that's interesting. What does he make? And they told me about the Rejuvenate and that he works at the University of Alberta and all this interesting stuff. So I'd seen the product online, but I'd never actually considered it that seriously. Um, but then I found out he lived in Alberta and it was just such a coincidence. I had to look into it further. I tell you, I'm really glad that I did because John Mackey, who was featured on episode 58 of the podcast, put in some really interesting research into why it's important that we not only uh, sterilize the reeds, but also prevent them from going through the whole wet dry cycle. He found that the fact that reeds dry out and become wet again is what breaks the reeds down more than anything else. So it's important to keep the reeds at a constant humidity. And uh, he also did some experiments, and there's there's pictures on his website at rejuvenate.com. Um, but he also did some research where he put clarinet reeds in a Petri dish, and it was really quite disgusting what grew on there um, versus the ones that were in the rejuvenate, which essentially grew nothing. So very, very interesting research, objective thoughts that went into this. Uh, I like it because it's not based in any of the mythology that a lot of players get tied up in. It's just based on the facts. The reeds are dirty and they break down if they get wet and dry too much. So this is how you can help take care of them. 
The only thing about the product for me is that I found the sponge that comes with it is a little too big. So I did cut it down a bit and I find that keeps them at a more normal humidity. I never had any problems with molding, although some people do, but I feel that they are just using the wrong Listerine. Um, It's really important that you use original Listerine or something like vodka, which has actual alcohol, but no sugars. Uh, If there's any sugars at all in there, of course, it will cause mold and uh, they can kind of get overpowered when there's no alcohol to kill them off, which is really the point. So you have to use original strength Listerine, which is yellow, or something like vodka, which he recommends in the brochure that comes with this little device. So definitely check it out. It's actually now available on clarinet.com and it's just $22. So this kind of leads me to the third item on my list, and it has to do a little more with sterilization and basically preventing sickness. Um, So the Rejuvenate, one of the things about it that's most interesting is I have not been sick at all since I started using it uh, seriously. When I usually get Uh, two or three colds in the winter. I mean, knock on wood, but there's been nothing yet and there hasn't been for a while. So it seems to have improved that for me. Um, But another really important product is Sterisol, which is something that definitely cleans your mouthpiece better than just rinsing it with a little bit of uh, lukewarm water and and some sort of soap. Um, I know there's a lot of people who think that this kind of precaution or general maintenance is a little bit overkill. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't disagree more strongly. I mean, I don't know anybody who would drink from the same water bottle for 10 or 20 years without ever washing it. It just seems ridiculous that you wouldn't sterilize something you put in your mouth every single day. Um, another common myth is that, well, the bacteria came from my mouth. Therefore, if it goes back in my mouth, what's the big problem? But you forget how quickly bacteria can mutate and you pick up other things and you just don't want to have dirty stuff in your mouth. It doesn't really make sense. It, it takes us back a few hundred years. Um, so it's definitely worth sterilizing your clarinet mouthpiece. It's definitely worth keeping your reeds a little more sterile. Um, and this was objectively proven by a lot of John Mackey's research. Also, there's a condition I discovered called saxophone lung, which leads to some upper respiratory function issues. And I don't know about you, but that just sounds like something that should be avoided. So I don't know. Just because your grandfather got away without sterilizing their clarinet mouthpiece doesn't mean that you should. So Sterisol is available for only $7 on Amazon. And it's absolutely something I'd recommend to keep your mouthpiece clean and keep you healthy. So I talked a little about the K&M stand, which protects your clarinet while it's outside of the case. But what about while it's inside the case? How are you going to keep it at the proper humidity so that the wood will last its longest and you'll get the best performance out of your instrument without it ever cracking? For this, I'd recommend the D'Addario two-way humidification system. And I have to say that this would be whether or not they supported the podcast. It's just such a wonderful product. It's based on something called Boveda packs, which were originally invented for cigar humidifier systems. And basically what it does is it takes humidity away if there's too much, but it adds it if there's too little. So it's perfect for people in all kinds of different climates. For me, I like to use the packs that are between 45 and 50%, and I've actually double-checked with the hygrometer, and it actually does keep it almost exactly there. I think the one day I checked it was 49%, and I was first of all impressed at the level of humidity, but second, that my case was keeping it in so well. So really great performance out of this, and they tend to last a lot longer than advertised. I think they say to place them about every three months but honestly I get six to eight months out of mine and they they work really well and the replacements are are pretty affordable so definitely a great product that anyone with a wood clarinet should definitely definitely check out. So the last item I'd like to feature here before getting on to the Christmas stories is called the Clarinet Manual. It's actually a book put out by the Haynes series of books, which is the one that's famous for putting together those series of car maintenance manuals, which basically let you take down your old Toyota Corolla or whatever and put it back together again. This one's not quite like that. It's 
doesn't apply to every single clarinet, obviously, because they're all a little bit different. But there's a lot of really great maintenance tips in here. And especially for students or someone who's a little bit nervous about getting their hands dirty, so to speak, with the clarinet, this will help sort of ease some of your, uh, your, your hesitation with that. Everything from sort of adjusting springs to, to applying boil to wood is in here and, and, and everything in between. And it's just a really great read, something nice to have on the shelf. And the version I have is a nice hardcover copy, and it's available for just $22 on Amazon, which is actually a really great price. So if you're interested in the other 16 items that are featured on that list, you can head to clarineat.com slash Xmas, and you'll find the full list along with links to purchase all of the items I featured. Of course, if you have any of your own items that you'd like to see suggested for maybe next year, leave them in the comments and I'll do my best to do that. Speaking of listener feedback, I put out a call on the Facebook community for clarinet listeners to submit their favorite Christmas memory about the clarinet. And we're going to get started with that right now. Here's the first submission from Gabriel. Hey, my name is Gabriel. I'm from Vancouver, BC. And uh, my favorite uh, Christmas memory with the clarinet would definitely have to be my first ever concert uh it was well my first ever performance with my school band and and yeah I remember it was really exciting I was just very new to the instrument at that time and as for my uh what's on my Christmas list actually one of them is definitely new clarinet which I am getting in just a couple of weeks uh because my my siblings have been wanting to learn the clarinet as well. And it, I think it'd be really fun to do duets with them uh, once they get up to speed. And aside from that, I think a new mouthpiece would be really great. And uh, Thanks and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, Gabriel. And I wish you the best of luck with your new instruments. The next submission is from Michelle Anderson from Clarinet Mentors, whom I'm sure many of you know. Hello, Sean. It's Michelle Anderson from Clarinet Mentors with a clarinet Christmas memory for you. Although I've played wonderful, amazing Christmas concerts, the funny one that pops out is when I was a high school student in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and we heard they were looking for a marching band in the Santa Claus Parade. Now, I know there are many great marching bands out there who practice long and hard, and there really just weren't any marching bands in Winnipeg. So me and some high school friends got together and we thought we could handle it. And we prepared some Christmas carols and festive costumes and off we went to the parade. And uh, the day of the parade, it was about 20 degrees below zero with a fierce wind. Now we knew enough not to have wooden instruments out there. So we'd scraped together a variety of different instruments. But after about two blocks of trying to play jingle bells, we had uh, brass valves and clarinet keys literally frozen shut. They would not play. And that's how we learned why there are no marching bands in the Winnipeg Santa Claus Parade. But we had tremendous fun. After that, my clarinet became a decorative baton as we sang vigorously. My Christmas wish list for the upcoming year is to always open up my clarinet case, put it together, and have a read that responds beautifully and perfectly. And uh, world peace would be nice too. Thanks, Sean. Well, thanks for sending that in, Michelle. I hope you can find all the best reads you can even imagine in the new year. And I have to say that I must have missed the memo or Calgary must have missed the memo on the no clarinets in the Santa Claus parade because till this day, the Calgary Stampede show band and other such organizations actually go outside and play every single year in this weather. I have some rather... 
don't know if they're fond memories or just memories now of <laughs> looking back and having my gloves with little cutout fingers to play outside when it was like minus 30. And yeah, the key works all sticking and you're wearing little earmuffs underneath your hat. And we actually had coats, full blown ski jacket type coats to wear outside. So they're definitely prepared for it. And it's something that they still do till this day. So uh, yeah, that's being in a marching band in an extremely cold climate. No one uses their wood clarinet outside, that is for sure. So on that very cold note, let's go on to the next submission. My name is Christine, and I am a New York slash Montreal-based clarinetist. And my favorite Christmas clarinet memory was when I was in high school, and I begged and begged and begged my parents to buy me uh, my own clarinet, because I was renting one at the time. And my parents came down on Christmas morning and said, oh, Christine, we bought you a clarinet. We know you've wanted one. We got you a clarinet. And they handed me a tiny little box. And I was so excited. And I thought maybe it was just a photograph of the clarinet that they picked out for me. And when I opened the box, it turned out that it was a clarinet pin. And my mom thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Merry Christmas, all. So, Christine, I have to say that your story made me laugh out loud because my parents did something similar to me a few years ago, I guess 10 years ago now. It was back in 2007 or 8 when the first iPad came out, and I decided that I really wanted one, of course, because I've always been a huge Apple fan. And they were doing a day trip, my parents were, down to Seattle, and I was all excited because we couldn't actually buy the iPad in Canada yet. So I said to them, hey, you know, if you get a chance, please go to an Apple store and pick one of them up and I'll pay you back when you get home. So they came back and my mom told me, oh, you're going to be excited. I got you an iPad. And I was just super excited. And they opened up this bag and it was just a pad of paper with the word iPad written at the top. And I have to say, I was not that thrilled about it at the time. But looking back, I I suppose it was pretty funny. Um, But then the funniest thing was I actually got an iPad a few months later And it just wasn't for me. I I used it so little that when I went to sell it, I had to search for it under my bed and I hadn't turned it on in like three months. So uh, I I thought about getting another iPad because they have the larger screen ones now with the, uh, you know, 12 inch display or whatever that's the size of a piece of paper and you can use it for music. But uh, I don't know, maybe I've just got a bad taste for iPads ever since that day. So thanks again for sending that in. This is Katina Franklin, sweetie. I'm actually going to start this recording with my clarinet wish for this Christmas because it's an A-flat Sopranino clarinet and I asked Santa and I really hope he delivers because I've been asking for a couple of years now and he's been skipping my house. The memory I would like to share with you that is really important to me about clarinet and Christmas is from 2001. That year I was playing with the Miami City Ballet in the pit of the Nutcracker And while I had played many Nutcrackers before, this was the first Christmas season since the September 11th terrorist attacks. The feelings of fear, confusion, frustration, and anger were still palpable. That's why this memory stands out to me above all my other Christmas memories, because I was able to be a part of creating a magical world of escape with my colleagues in the pit, with the dancers, with the crew, that really was very special to me. Having children come up to me and speak to me in the pit meant so much to me. And even though kids talk to me still today, it seemed like more people came over to thank us after those concerts back then. They really meant a lot to me.
<laughs> Thanks so much for sending that in, Katina. It's a really, really powerful memory, and I'm, I'm glad you shared it with us. Hi, Sean. This is Catherine Peters. So my favorite clarinet-related holiday memory would have to be the past several years of playing with the Indianapolis Clarinet Ensemble. It's extra special to me because my husband actually sits right next to me in the group, and it's the only time we ever get to play together along with friends and colleagues, and just for the purpose of brightening our audience's holiday season. So not a distant memory, but definitely my favorite. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and many blessings in the new year. Thanks so much for sending that in, Catherine. I think it's great that you and your husband get to perform together. And you know what? It's something that I've thought a lot about because my wife is a really fantastic pianist and we just never really play together all that much. So I think one of my New Year's resolutions should be to put on some sort of performance and uh, actually rehearse on the really nice piano that we have and that she teaches on upstairs. So that would be a great New Year's resolution. Hi, Sean. My name is Carol. I live in East Tennessee. I'm 56 years old. And when I was 15 years old, I had asked my parents for a good clarinet instead of the plastic Bundy that I had started on. The Christmas that I was expecting that clarinet under my Christmas tree, nothing showed. I opened all my presents and there was nothing for me uh, clarinet related. My father, however, had a huge box that needed uh, opening and he asked me to help him open it. When I opened his big present... Inside was a brand new, no blay wooden clarinet for me, and I cried like a baby. No Christmas present has ever meant more to me, and uh, it put me on the path of uh, better playing, and to this day, I still play. I also teach, and uh, that was just an incredibly important uh, and very special, very special Christmas present for me. Thank you. Wow, Carol, that's such a great story. And I really can hear the emotion in your voice. I can tell you can still see that clarinet as if it was today and you're just unboxing it for the first time and smelling those fresh corks and getting to play it. I I think everyone remembers their first clarinet and I think it would be really special to get one at Christmas. That's a really great, memorable gift. Hey, this is Zane Anderson. I think my favorite clarinet memory would have to have been playing with my... uh with the high school clarinet choir and playing the solo in Santa Baby, and I jazzed it up real nice. And uh, my uh, for Christmas, I'm looking at, you know, some mouthpiece patches, um, stands, you know, just kind of re- restocking in the clarinet stuff. But hopefully an A clarinet won't be too far out in my future. Thanks. Thanks for sending that in, Zane. And I think that with the few clarinets we've so far heard on this list, Santa's got his work cut out for him here. I hope he's been hope he's been working on those for you guys. And I wish you luck on Christmas Day with those. Hi, Sean. This is Megan Taylor from Omaha, Nebraska. I am just calling to tell you about my favorite clarinet Christmas memory. Um, when I was in college, I used to work at a bar with a couple of other friends who were in the music department. And one night we decided that we would just bring all of our instruments and we would play some Christmas songs for our patrons. And it was really fun. Um, also on my clarinet wish list this year are some gridit case organizers. So, yeah. Anyway, have a Merry Christmas. Bye. Thanks, Megan. Merry Christmas to you, too. And for those who don't know what the Gridit case organizers are, they were featured in my list of 20 items. So again, head to www.clarineat.com slash Xmas to check that out. Here's the last submission. Then I will share my 
favorite Christmas memory. And then we're going to wrap up the Christmas episode and let you get back to enjoying Christmas with your family. This is Clarinet listener Bryce Porter. Hey, Sean. Um, my Christmas memory would be the first time that I played the clarinet part to the Nutcracker Suite. Um, the music teacher that got me interested in music was in the audience, um, and it was my first time playing uh, in a professional setting for her. So maybe not the craziest, but it's um, it was definitely a special memory for me. Um, certainly the most special Christmas memory that I have. Um, on a less sentimental note, um, something clarinet-related that I'm interested or hoping for this Christmas would be a, um, a BAM double, double backpack case for, um, well, to replace my ProTech double, double clarinet case. Um, or <laughs> tickets to, um, absolutely anywhere Sharon Cam is playing. Um, anyway, have an absolutely wonderful Christmas, and thank you for all the time that you put into running this podcast. Anyway, um, all the best. Merry Christmas to you, Bryce, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It really wouldn't be possible without people listening all around the world, and it sometimes amazes me. There's apparently about 90 countries listening in, and I don't know, that's a little bit mind-blowing sometimes. I, I can't really believe it. Um, I want to get the listeners more involved. I really, really like this kind of episode, and one way I'm doing that is I put a call out on Facebook for people to sign up for lightning round interviews with me and actually appear on the podcast. So I just finished recording about the 10th or 12th one of those. So watch out in the new year for a series of probably three or four different episodes where I'll be featuring conversations that I'm actually having with other listeners. If you want to get involved with this kind of thing on the podcast, head to clarinet.com on the sidebar now of the podcast page. I've got some little buttons you can click. You can join the Facebook group and you can also leave a voicemail or send me an email. I really, really like getting in touch with people in this way and don't be shy. If you want to be included or you have something to say, please send it along. It's great to hear feedback, and I absolutely love uh, communicating with the various people who listen all over the world. So my favorite Christmas memory, I'll try to be brief because I know this episode's turning out to be a little longer than I expected, and I'm sorry for taking you away on Christmas Day for the true fans who are listening here. <laughs> for those who are listening a couple days later, I don't feel as bad. Um, but uh, yeah, so for me, I got called back when I was in grade 11 or 12, um, I don't remember the circumstance, but to play with a Christmas cantata concert that was happening at a church, and it was featuring members of the local Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra and somehow me, and I, I felt really privileged to be there. Um, looking back, I have no idea how good of a job I actually did. I, I, I wouldn't have known back then. I hadn't even started my degree or, or really thought about that as a career path. Um, but it was about 2002 or maybe 2003. And a year later, I was auditioning for university in music. Um, I'll never forget how great it was to play with that orchestra, but but also to receive the check afterwards. It was I knew I was getting paid, but Honestly, it surprised me that it would be such a you know professional rate, and it just was sort of a wake-up moment for me that music can be a viable career, and, and that moment really shaped a lot of the direction, I think, that I, I took in music as far as being a freelancer in the city and in my life and what I currently do, so I don't know. There's just something about that memory that, that stands out for me, and 
I've even got a picture actually with me and one of my best friends named Andrew who was playing percussion at that same concert. And um, we both were just standing in front of this Christmas tree with big smiles on our face. And uh, interestingly, we're both professional musicians now. So uh, I don't know. I guess that had a bit of an impact on, on both of us, perhaps. So. Okay, so that's a wrap. Uh, one thing left to do is for me to draw for the winner of the t-shirt here. I'm going to draw randomly from the nine submissions that I got with the help of Siri to pick a random number between one and nine. I'm going to go do that. And while I do that, please listen to this. The Clarinet Podcast is brought to you in part by the support of its listeners. If you find that you're enjoying the show and you're in an extra jolly mood this holiday season, please consider helping support the ongoing production of the show. You can do this at www.clarinet.com support. We currently have 35 backers, and at 50 backers, I'll be commissioning Clarinet's own app, which means you won't have to listen through a third-party player. The podcast is hosted by Mo Bleichner Music Distribution. You can check out their newest product, the $49 Match Pitch Barrel, at www.clarinet.com store. Of course, the show is also brought to you by our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit daddario.com woodwinds. Okay, so Google picked the number four, and in the order that they appeared on this episode, that was Katina Franklin Sweetie. So congratulations, Katina. I'm going to be in touch with you about your prize, and I really, really thank you for listening and for submitting your Christmas memory. Like I said, if you want to hear these kind of announcements as they come up, please head to www.clarinet.com slash group to join the Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening to the Clarinet Podcast, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. 